Good morning. It's time to get up with the NBA's all-star problem. Stars calling for a change. So what's the fix? Plus, the king addressed his future. How much longer will LeBron be a Laker? We have just the man you want to hear from on this one. And the Cowboy just can't stop talking. Michael Parsons wants a culture shift. But we'll tell you why that's not all Dallas needs as we get up with you right now. It's Monday. It's a holiday. We're working. Welcome to Get Up. I'm Brian Custer. Listen, we got Graz here. We got Mike T. We got Bart here. Look, we got to talk some football, especially with the NFL Combine. It's rolling into Indy this coming weekend. But we got Wendy here because the NBA All-Star game was there last night, and no defense was played. Uh, you got LeBron James, his 20th All-Star, breaking the, the record with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most in history. And LeBron at 39 can still do that. Head just <laughs> eight points in 14 minutes. But look at this. I mean, that, 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 that is not right. It's disrespectful to the GOAT. It is. Right between the legs. You know, the East led by 15 at this point. Under four minutes to go in the half. Dame Lillard Thank pulling you. up. Mm. Step back three. He had 22 in the first half. East led by big time. They, they tied an all-star record for the most points at a half. Oh. And then look at Luka. Uh, what the F? And like, he like 6'12". Oh, my God. And then look, Dame back from half court. Dame Lillard had 33 through three quarters. And then the East leading 197 to 176. Tyrese Halliburton, that was for 200 points. First team with 200 points in an all-star game. And then Carl Anthony Towns, he's going to hit a three. Yo, Cat had 50. He had 50 last night and wasn't the MVP. 31 in the fourth quarter. And then Lillard pulls up from half court. He had 39. The East wins this 211 to 186. Lillard, the Kobe Bryant MVP. Here's Damian and LeBron after the game. It's a deeper dive into a conversation of how we can um, shore up this game. Um, Obviously, from a player's perspective, you know, it's fun to get up and down, but at the end of the day, our competitive nature don't like just being able to just have free-flowing scoring like that. There's a way to, to make it a more competitive game. I don't think anybody's going to play in it like it's the playoffs, but it's a way to to get guys to come to the table and, and just play a more solid game, I guess. All right, bring in Brian Windhorse and Wendy. What's been the league's reaction with this all-star game where nearly 400 points were scored, just two personal fouls? Oh, there's a way to get them to play harder, Brian, and that's to pay them. You know, Adam Silver came at the start of the season. He had three priorities for this year. One, he wanted players to stop resting as much, and he put a financial penalty in for teams if players rested on national television games where they weren't injured. That has gone way down. There's been a couple of of, uh, penalties done, and teams have really knocked it off. Two, he wanted the players to really invest in the in-season tournament. He offered 500000 to the winning team, 300000 to second place. We saw great buy-in and guys talking about the money all, all the way through. And three, he wanted the All-Star game to be more competitive, made a whole bunch of changes, went back to the East-West format, eliminated a lot of the pre-game ceremony to let them focus on the game. Well, two out of three ain't bad. There was no money involved, and so the players just went out there and had fun. Adam Silver didn't seem too thrilled. He pretty much, you know, rushed through the trophy presentation and expressed his annoyance. But look, I'll show you the incentive, and, I'll, and you can predict the result, and that's what happened here. But you know you're going to hear fans say, uh, I'm sorry, don't they make enough 
already? Shouldn't it be an honor to be an All-Star? So how do you then fix the All-Star game? You write a check. You write a check. You know, and right now the NBA is trying to sell the All-Star game. They're in the middle of media rights negotiations. They want to continue to make it a premium product. Um, but look, I think if you just look at Luka Doncic, look at this right here. This is a guy who's leading the NBA in scoring. He shot, He took seven. He had scored seven points in this game. He took this shot from 65 feet and joked that it was a two for one. Um, he obviously doesn't care. He's leading the NBA in scoring. He thought it was important for him to score seven points in this game, laughed the whole way through. If you don't give them an incentive when you've already established that you will incentivize other things, then this is the way they're going to react. You can debate about whether that's a bad policy and whether that was a mistake to get to that point, but that's where we are right now. And look, the players had fun. They're having a grand old time. There's very little incentive for them to change having fun and not really breaking a sweat. Mm. But how do we? I, I did, you know, the interesting thing is because they make so much more money, I know fans are going to be like, why should we give them even more money? Because it should be an honor to be an all-star. All right, Wendy, we got a lot more to talk about with you, and we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. But let's talk some football. And it's to the NFL we go. You know, Mel Kuyper has released his latest big board over the weekend, and familiar names remain at the top. You got USC's Caleb Williams. Of course, the 2022 Heisman Trophy winner, one of three quarterbacks to go uh, basically inside the top five. Other two, Jaden Daniels. Drake May, they're ranked third, fifth on Mel's big board. You got Ohio State's wideout Marvin Harrison Jr. He's the highest ranked non-QB at second, right behind Williams. All right, Mike T, um, should Washington have Jaden Williams then circled at number two? As nope. I'm taking Drake May at North really? Carolina. Yeah. And I love Jaden Daniels, taking nothing away from him. In fact, when you look at Jaden Daniels, rate of improvement. He goes from 60% completion as a freshman all the way up to 72%. You look at his production at LSU, it's unbelievable. 57 touchdowns. I feel a butt coming. I feel a butt. No, there's not a butt. And in addition, he's not as well built (laughs) as Drake May is. And I think Drake May is just built to last. And it's hard. And this is the fun part of the year when you're sitting in draft rooms and saying, well, Drake May didn't have Josh Downs in his 94 receptions this year. I think both of them are going to turn out to be good. In fact, Bart Scott on Friday said, you go back to the 4 draft and you look at Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, and Eli Manning, they all turned out to be good players. So it's not a knock on Jaden Daniels, but Brian, based on the picture that you had the other day, that validated my point of, is he built to last over 17 games? Mm. Yeah, but he tried <laughs> to hold it earlier, but it just came out. But tell me this, who is the most talented uh, player? Caleb Drake Williams. May, no, Drake May or Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. Is Jaden Daniels a better player than, than Drake May? But when you draft a player, you have to say, is he built to last through the rigors of 17 regular season games? And in my opinion, that's the tiebreaker. The, the, so, so, so let, me, let me, how about this then? You, you got Jaden Daniels, who, if I'm not mistaken, went through the SEC. What's the name Jayden, of you? All these, play, all these big-time players come out of the SEC. Yeah. He took the hits, and he put up – Phenomenal numbers. He's got phenomenal arm. I've done a couple of his games. Mm. He can run. Now, just like he's Lamar a, Jackson, he probably have to learn. All right, I got to slide. Lamar. I may have to run out of, out of bounds. I can't truck anybody in there. But if you want a guy who can throw the rock, How? a guy who won 10 games this year with that LSU defense that was ridiculous but. compared to just the eight that Drake May put up, and talking about wins, why wouldn't you go with Jaden? I, lo- I love Jaden. This is not. I'm just saying that if we were running an NFL team, that one of the factors is K. 
can you withstand the rigors of a 17 game? Okay. 66 different quarterbacks started a game in the NFL. Yeah. It really mattered. Ask the New York Giants. Keep. Ask the New York Jets. Keep. And Drake May could get hurt just as easy as yeah. Jay Daniels. But over time, I'd rather have the bigger man than the smaller can, man. Can you remind me of what your signature drink is? Because can't he drink that, a little creatine, a little protein shake, and be able to gain some weight? See, the good thing about going to Washington is you already have Sam Howell there while you get to have that red shirt year where you continue to gain weight, mature as a man. Lamar Jackson didn't come in as the biggest man. It's not, we're not saying like he's Pat White. He's not some little little guy that, you know, short. He has a he, he may not have the wide frame, but he can put 10, 15 pounds on as a grown man becoming a professional. So if I have to go pick between talent and size, I'm gonna go with talent. You know, he's that dual threat quarterback that every coach and every offensive coordinator, you know, salivates about because he's a dual threat and he puts so much pressure on the on the opposing defense, and especially the backside defensive end and the backside linebacker, because it's a threat for him to keep it. And we've seen him, you know, get 88 and out the gate, 85 yards. We've seen him do that. So I'd rather take the talented player, especially if I'm Washington, because I have an opportunity to redshirt him and get him, you know, all jacked with Mount Duke. So we're making a billion dollars. You know, last year we were sitting here, Bryce Young was the number one guy for me. And look, he struggled. I still think Bryce Young is going to be a good like NFL quarterback. Mike. Right. He's small, and that certainly helped hurt his development against, you know, with Carolina. But my point is, he was a very talented player in the rigors of the SEC. And to me, it's just another example that over time, I'd rather have the bigger guy in Drake Man. Roz, Roz, what are you hearing? Because you talk to all these guys in the league. What are you hearing about these three quarterbacks? And will one of them drop, do you think? Because that, that's something we always see in the draft. Yeah, possible. But no, it doesn't sound like it because, uh, I mean, I think Caleb Williams probably goes number one. Uh, there are teams that would tell you they like Drake May better, but I, none of those teams, that, at least that I've talked to, are, are in a position to make the decision. So it doesn't really matter what they think. In terms of Daniels or May, I think that – the beautiful thing about draft evaluations and quarterback evaluations especially is they're just very subjective. It's not like they survey everybody and whoever gets the highest percentage has the, gets to be picked first, right? If the team picking it too likes Daniels better than May, then they're going to take it. And I think I've heard from several teams that Daniels is exciting enough to talk about do we trade up into that top two or three in an Look effort to get him. So there are that. teams like that. I'm run, forward, see, run. Yeah, I mean, that's exciting, right? And Mike T's point is absolutely fair about, you know, do you think he can hold up? But in the meantime, right, you have something very exciting uh, and possibly special. Uh, not, not that there's anything against Drake May, but Daniels is, is somebody that has people excited. I'm curious to see what happens with that three spot. Because I do expect the Bears to take Caleb Williams, and I do expect Washington to draft a quarterback at two. But I'm curious to see if the Patriots, there's a lot of chatter about what they might do. Would they trade down? Mm. They need a lot of help elsewhere on the roster. Could they get a great deal for that number three pick and go with some other solution at quarterback for this year? So uh, there are some teams that would be interested in moving into that spot if it were for sale. I just think if you're, if you're Washington, you've already done the North Carolina thing with Howell. Yeah. Do the same thing with Drake May. Get a guy that's exciting with Jaden Daniels who could put up it may could be exciting too. Just uh, it's just different. Like he's a different kind of player. Right. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm taking big swings. Right. I'm, I'm listen. Somebody's gonna be wrong. Right. I, I know we think that we're gonna be Rivers and 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 Roethlisberger. Uh, Roethlisberger. Yeah. See. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Somebody's gonna. Somebody's not gonna be good. Yeah. Right. And, and you're gonna say how can we gonna be talking about how did you not see that? We'll 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 see what happens here. Of course, the draft comes your way in April. All right. Coming up. What does the future hold for LeBron James? How many more years does he have left, and will they be in L.A.? Wendy, he's got the insight on that one. Plus, 
Did you guys hear what Rick Pitino said yesterday about his own team and Mike Tannenbaum, by the way? Yeah, he made all of us say, I'm sorry, what are you talking about? It's get up here on ESPN. <laughs> Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Hey, Get Up is brought to you by Will Trent. New episodes Tuesday, 8, 7 Central, streaming on Hulu. Time now for a little something we say fill in the blank, answering some big NFL questions. Bart, start with you. 2024, Kirk Cousins will be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Listen, Baker Mayfield's going to be filling himself a little bit. You know, if you, and if you're going to spend $30, $40 million for a quarterback, there's no better quarterback in that price range than Kirk Cousins bringing Mike Evans back $37 million in salary cap space. Yes, they have some, some, some free agents that they have to address, but Kirk Cousins is a winner. And in Tampa, they're going to be playing a lot of two, 1 o'clock games, and we know that he's solar-powered, so it's a lot of sun in Tampa Bay. He's not great at night games, but he's great at regular games. Gosh, we expect Kirk Cousins to hit. I think, I think Minnesota's going to do what they, what they can to see about re-signing him before he hits free agency. If he does hit free agency, uh, Tampa makes some sense. I mean, Atlanta, I think there are some, there are some teams out there that would be very interested uh, in Kirk Cousins. We know that Tampa Bay's GM Jason Light watches the show. Uh, we've heard from him during the show, right? Mike T, like yeah. from time to time. So, yeah, I, Bart maybe gave him a good idea. But I, I do think it's possible that Minnesota never lets him get that far. Okay, uh, Mike T, next for you. Um, the Jets must – I don't know if Joe Douglas and Sean Payne are watching, but they should mm. be taking copious notes because the Jets should be trading Zach Wilson to the Denver Broncos for Jerry Judy, Brian, and here's why. The Jets desperately need another weapon, and Jerry Judy, fifth-year – Option was exercised. Very talented player. Could make a big difference in that offense next year. Alan Lazar to work out. And then on the other side, Sean Payton has deep belief in his ability to develop quarterbacks. Zach Wilson 
Love him, hate him. He has a tremendous amount of tools. I'm, I'm sure Champagne says, hey, let him back up Jared Stidham, and I'll develop him. Okay, Bart, what about your, your former squad? What do you think they should be addressing in this offseason? I mean, they, they, they need offensive line help, of course, right? Receiver help, and I don't know how they do it. There's a lot of free agents out there. They're going to have a little bit of money once they redo C.J. Mosley. Uh, I think they need to get an upgraded tight end. I wasn't, you know, you know Conklin was okay, but I love the fact that Everett is available for the Chargers. They're probably going to take a tight end in the draft, right, Gross? You know, so I, I think that, um, you know, Everett would be that vertical pass-catching tight end that they need to help any quarterback in the middle of the field. All right, Graz, next up for you, the NFC QB you trust the most is who? We use this word trust a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, we do. Tough word sometimes. <laughs> the guy I picked is Matthew Stafford. Yes. He's the only quarterback in the NFC that's won the Super Bowl, and he's one of only three that's been there. Think about that. Like, he's that's the best. That's the NFC is right now. So we've seen him do it. We've seen him deliver at a high level. He had a great season this past year on a, on a team that was really kind of set up to be a rebuilding team. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's the guy I would trust the most to deliver at a high level. Mike T seems to disagree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, we're way overcomplicating this. Why? Eight days ago, Brock Purdy was on the precipice sure. of winning the Super Bowl and but for one of 12 plays, including... There's the butt again. Having, <laughs> having Kansas City out of fourth and one, Brock Purdy would be a Super Bowl champion. Right. It's not Young, Ascending, so to me, this is an easy one. We would have said the same thing a year ago about Jalen Hurts, but now we're wondering after the year he had, right? Like, he's a candidate for this answer, but yeah. not as clear-cut as Another it was thought. 365 to days To me, ago. this is so simple. It is Dak Prescott. Because oh, you the young know, and the restless. you know, Dak Prescott, you go as a Cowboy, you're going to win 12 games. Yeah. He's going to throw for 4,000 yards. And you're going to go home. And you go, you're, going to, you're going to complete 68% of his passes. And you're going, going to have 30 win. touchdowns, and maybe 10 picks. And, and then, and and then and we're going to lose in the first round of the exactly. playoffs. And it's going to be for a number of reasons. And he's going to lose to another quarterback in, in the NFC. So how can you trust him more? Because he always loses. And it's different. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's Jordan Love, right? It's Brock Purdy, right? He, he pick your poison. So if he loses to a variety of different guys in the NFC, then but how can, can he be trust the trust more? I can trust my guy that we're going to have a great regular season. We get to the playoffs, we're going to lose that first game. But he's going to put up phenomenal. So, good so, so, it's can, good to you know. Make your plan. I know it now. Season, you know so that's how much Before I had my hopes up, now I know. Right. Well done. You got the cowboy it. sport coat on. All, everything. Right. Well, everything. That's down cowboy fan. Exactly. That's how much $60 million is going to get you. <laughs> exactly. The best, the best win $60 million can get you. Okay, so if that's the case, then. Who we challenge? The biggest challenger for San Francisco. Oh, for me, it's Green Bay. Look, Green Bay had them dead to rights in the playoffs, and they're young. Jordan Love is young. All their receivers are 26 years or younger. Their oldest guy on offense is Aaron Jones at 29. I think they're a young ascending team. I know Puka Nakua is probably old rookie, but he's dynamic. Williams, you know, I love what they're doing out there. Um, you know, with the Rams rebuilding. You know, I love that they took fifth round draft picks and, and, and found gems. And they have $35 million of salary cap space. So I'm going with the best quarterback in the, in, in, in the conference. And I'm going with, I'm going with Matthew Stafford. Rob, do you agree with him? Yes, I agree with the Rams. Because I think that we've seen, they're in the division, right? They have to play the 49ers twice. So that's a hurdle the 49ers have to clear Familiar before they ever even really get to the Packers. And I think that's significant. The Rams carried more than $70 million in dead salary cap money this year in what was, as I said, supposed to be a rebuilding year. 
and they still made the playoffs anyway. I think we can trust them to draft well. By the way, they have a first-round pick yeah. for the first time in mm. eight years. Yeah. They might actually make a first-round pick. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think we've, we've seen the people that run the Rams operate. Here's a butt. Here's no, a butt. No, I was Here's say, a butt. Here's but a butt. If I'm Mike T, why are we overthinking this? If I'm not mistaken, wasn't the Detroit Lions right there? On the bra- had, their, had their head coach yep. not gambled? It's, it's, it's hard to repeat that success, right? And it's, they're going to be the hunted, right? And we don't know how they're going to respond within the division with Green Bay. Remember, Green Bay, you know, kicked that ass on, uh, you know, I thought my dad was going to not have acid reflux for the, for the turkey game, they, and they let us down. So, listen, it's, it's no surefire. Um, you know, conclusion that, hey, these guys are going to be back. You know, injuries happen. They got a lot of free agents that they, they have to sign on that offensive line. And eventually they're going to have to try and, 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 and get over the hump. But I, I just don't know if you can just pencil them in right now. Right. Just to go back to the Rams, I know Bart and Graz both had, you know, a year ago Philadelphia lost both coordinators, and that turned out to be meaningful. Rams lost Raheem Morris, who's an outstanding coordinator, now the head coach of the Falcons, deserved another opportunity. I, I think that could be a pretty significant loss. And nobody's believing in the Eagles or the Cowboys. Philly lost two. Rams. They lost one. They still got A Rams coordinator becomes a head coach somewhere every, every week. year. Yeah. And they stay good. I, don't, I think Sean McVay's used to losing coordinators at this point, isn't he? Well, I'm just saying, like, when you look at their defense, I think they overachieved a year ago, and I think that's a pretty high bar. No Eagles. But they have money to no improve Eagles. that defense. No Eagles. Eagles are good. I, I, like, I, like, I like the addition of Kellen Moore. I like the fact hey, that, you know, good. you talk about coordinators, and the Eagles lost their coordinators. I thought they hired two fine coordinators. And I think if Sirianni can't really figure it out, I think potentially Kellen Moore could be the future head coach if his offense plays at a high level. He can put his name back in head coaching conversation. You didn't say who were the three biggest challenges. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you won. Okay, I got you. I got you. I just wanted to know. All right, time for a little something I got to say. We're going to call, I'm sorry, uh, what? And how about this? St. John's head coach Rick Pitino just ripped his squad yesterday after losing eight of their last 10, including the Seton Hall yesterday where they were up 19. Take a listen to this. We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. I think they're very respectful. They hear, but they don't listen. It's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, two months to throw bounce passes. Even the Celtics, when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. Do you have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. No. He also talked about the facilities at St. John's, but everyone knows that the facilities of St. John's aren't the best. They not get residuals from coming to America? No, no. They can't, they can't flip the bill, man? Come on, man. We need some sponsorship. This is a proud place. Yo, he looks dead inside, man. Like, uh, look. Like, hey, just hey. take the gray out, man. <laughs> like, if I'm the team, I don't know if I want to show every, up. Here's every, the scholarship. Every, I'm going to the portal. I don't have to take this every slander. Team, every team that's recruiting against Rick Pitino, that is what yes. they're doing yes. every single recruit. He hates his team. Why do you want to go play for this guy? I can't get him to listen. It's the most unenjoyable time I've ever had. They're so unathletic. Oh, no, no, no. no. Right. So the money spins. <laughs> right, yeah. The right. money spins, but I'm right. just saying my kids suck. I can't recruit. Oh, my God. That's tremendous. My by the way, that's your frat brother. You know that, I, right? That's your frat brother. And he sold me out. Yeah, he had some yeah. choice words for a trader Mike, too, as well. We'll get to that. All right, coming up, how about the king? Well, he addressed his future yesterday. And how much longer will LeBron be a Laker? Brian Windhorst, he's got all the insight, and it's next.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Get Up. Let's check out who has some serious flavor. It's brought to you by Hidden Valley Ranch, and it was Trey Young in the All-Star Game. Look at his queen of leg. Oh, nutmeg. <laughs> the KD. Oh, that was just, oh. Durant just gave up. Yeah, he did. Right, uh, Go get that the off the game glass. There by Trey Young. That's nice. Uh, time now for a new edition of Windy Watch. Brian Windhorse, <laughs> what are the three things that you're watching for in the second half of the NBA season? Hey, how about the new two-timeline starting lineup for the Golden State Warriors? This means the young guys, Brandon Pajemski, and Jonathan Kaminga in the starting lineup and Klay Thompson out. This lineup has been extremely impressive in limited minutes together. That is why Steve Kerr went to it. Klay comes off the bench his first game, scores 35 season high. Now, I'm not expecting that to continue, but the Warriors really have no margin for error. They're in 10th place. They need to go with the gas right now. The best option is to go with this lineup. They've won six of their last seven. They got a three-game homestand coming back. Let's see if it can keep going, but that's the way they're going to keep playing. Look, I know you can rip the Milwaukee Bucks and sound the alarms. They have not played well with Doc Rivers as their head coach, particularly offensively, going from the number two uh, offensive team in the league to 19th under Doc Rivers. But I'm going to tell you something. They have actually looked better on defense, and Hembo tells me their shot quality looks better. They're just underperforming a little bit. Dame Lillard's in the middle of a ridiculous slump. He had a great weekend. Maybe it spurs them. I'm not giving up on the Bucks yet. Neither should you. And then, of course, we have the Lakers. The Lakers went into the break having won 8 of 11. And in that stretch, they had their hottest offensive period since showtime, since 1987. A lot of it is tied to D'Angelo Russell being red hot since he's been put in the starting lineup as a point guard. They're playing very well, playing bigger. Um, Now, I'm a little bit worried about LeBron's ankle. He said uh, yesterday that he may need some more time off to get treatment on it, including maybe missing Thursday's game against the Warriors. But the Lakers are riding high offensively and giving themselves a chance to get out of the play-in zone. Okay, now before yesterday's All-Star game, Wendy, you know LeBron James addressed his future and the uncertainty of what lies ahead. Um, I have not mapped out how many seasons I have left. Um, I know it's not that many. But I am a Laker, and uh, I, I am I'm happy and been very happy being a Laker the last six years, and, uh, and hopefully it stays that way. Um, but I don't, have the, I don't have the answer to how long it is or you know, which uniform I'll be in. Hopefully it is with the Lakers. It's a great organization and so many greats, but, but we'll see. I don't, know, 
how it's going to end, but it's coming. It's coming for sure. Okay, Wendy, let's parse through those words because you know when LeBron speaks, there's a method to the madness. Uh, how should we expect LeBron? Do you think we expect him to finish his career as a Laker in L.A.? I do, and I think that he definitely left the door open, especially in the wake of the talks between the Lakers and the Warriors about a trade there. And that is just his nature. He is basically already negotiating for his contract. He can opt out of his contract at the end of the season and sign a new multi-year deal. He can also opt out of his contract and entertain other offers. But I'm just going to say... I wouldn't pay much attention to this, to this outside the Lakers situation. Two years ago, you may remember, he was annoyed the Lakers didn't do anything at the trade deadline. He went to Cleveland during All-Star Weekend and said he wasn't closing the door on going back to Cleveland. Everybody got all up in arms. And a few months later, he signed a two-year contract extension. So he loves playing in L.A. He loves playing for $50 million a year, which he would get staying in Los Angeles. And ultimately, that's where I think he's going to be. Listen, I, I know he's 39, but you look at the numbers, and he's still been their best player. I'm talking about there in L.A. Are they wasting look, another great season by LeBron by not doing anything at the trade deadline? I'm going to be honest with you. They are four games over 500 in the last four seasons, basically since they won that championship in the bubble. This is basically who they are. They're a 500 team where LeBron puts up great numbers. During this entire time, he has loved living in Los Angeles, and he is now approaching $50 million a year, which the Lake, which the Lakers can give him um, in multi, multiple years, and a lot of other contenders couldn't. I'm sure there are days when he's upset and days when he dreams of other options, but he loves this situation, and I don't think he thinks he's wasting anything. Now, now look, we, you know ESPN was reporting that supposedly Golden State tried to make a deal and go get LeBron. Uh, is the door closed? on us ever seeing LeBron and maybe Steph playing together? You know, I definitely think the two teams could revisit it at the end of the season. Um, LeBron could opt into his contract for an extra year and then sort of engineer a trade if he really wanted to. And I do think that depending on how the season ends for both of those teams, right now they're in ninth and 10th. If they end ninth and 10th and, you know, don't make it through to the play -in through the play-in tournament, I think anything's coming on the table. But again, LeBron loves living in Los Angeles. His family is in Los Angeles. His future and as, after the game is in Los Angeles. I would be a fool to rule anything out with LeBron, but I really don't think it's something that is uh, seriously being considered. And if anything, it's a negotiating stance for him as he tries to get maybe one last multi-year contract. Yeah, I heard him say at the All-Star game that he that was the first time he had even heard of it, that news didn't even come to him, filter to him. Yeah, I, I don't buy that for to a believe, second, Wendy. but it was a nice thing to say. Yeah, you're right about that. All right, we got more from you, Wendy, here uh, later in the show. But it's time now to run a little hurry up. And it's back to football, Dan Graziano. Yeah, you may have seen news uh, last week, late last week, that the Chiefs picked up the 2028 contract option on Chris Jones's deal, this is a formality. It puts an extra four and a quarter million dollars in his pocket. But as of Wednesday, the remaining years of his contract will void, including the 2028 year. Uh, and the Chiefs will have to make a decision. He's eligible for free agency uh, a month from now. They can franchise tag him, but it would cost over $32 million to do so. Maybe worth it. He's a difference-making player. Uh, but it would make it other things they need to do this offseason difficult. Other news that broke late last week, the Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo suspended for two games for violations of the league's performance-enhancing drug policy. Raiders are, are going to release Garoppolo anyway, not, nothing to do with this, before his uh, $11.25 million roster bonus kicks in uh, next month. But 
this could be a benefit to them because uh, the suspension may allow them to void the $11.25 million guaranteed salary he has come in this year. Uh, so Garoppolo likely to be a free agent again and maybe a little bit uh, poorer as a result of this. And then there was a report also over the weekend that Russell Wilson was selling his house uh, in the Denver area. Not a shock. We've been talking about Already? this since he was benched in December. Uh, the Broncos likely to release Russell Wilson, designate him a post-June 1st release to save a little bit of cap space this year uh, with that move. He's guaranteed $39 million from the Broncos this year. There's nothing they can do about that. But if he's still on their roster on the fifth day of the league year, which is a month from now, uh, then another $37 million worth of 2025 salary becomes guaranteed, and they don't want that. So expect Russell Wilson to be released and on the market sometime in the next four weeks. You know, the interesting thing is, I think we all saw that Russell Wilson was in attendance sitting courtside at the NBA All-Star Game. And look, even Charles Barkley knows his less ride days in Denver are over. Take a listen. Russell Wilson, yes indeed. My man who's looking for a job as we speak. He is. He's not going back to Denver. <laughs> that ship has sailed. <laughs> Even Charles knows that ship that has ship sailed. That ship has sailed. All right, what, what is, you think, Graz, biggest concern with Russell Wilson as he's looking? Look, this would be, what, third team in three years? Right, you're right. He's two years in Denver, and now he'd be looking for another team. Look, the issues with Russell Wilson that we've heard about in Denver are, can you get him to play within the structure of your offense? Seattle sort of got away with it for years because he was so good at moving around and operating off schedule and making plays down the field. He can throw it a mile, uh, and he could run around. But as, you know, as he gets older and maybe slows down a little bit, like all of us do, uh, then, then it's a little bit tougher to rely on that. And they couldn't, Nathaniel Hackett couldn't get him to play within his system. Sean Payton designed so, a, sort of a do-no-harm system this past year, uh, and it seems like he wants another higher-ceiling option. So uh, the question is, where's the fit? Who's going to bring in Russell Wilson and say, he fits what I want to do when the issue with Russell Wilson seems to be that he doesn't, no matter what it is you want to do? Mike T. Yeah, I think he would actually be a great fit with the New York Jets, and here's why. Oh, my gosh. Why you want to Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson? Absolutely. Pay him a million dollars and let him resurrect his career. <laughs> I actually have experience with this. Vinny Testaverde got cut by the Baltimore Ravens. We signed him in June and went to the championship game that year. So if you're, if you're Russell Wilson and you don't That's get – That's uh, early, Mike. Hey, Bart, if you, but if, where, where else is he going to go? He has to resurrect his career. So if you have to sit for a year, why not sit behind one of the greatest of all times and then be a free agent again? It's when, when, when I was reasons. guys, where is he going to go? He's 36 years old. No one's going to hand him a starting job. He's going to have to be a backup somewhere. The, the floor and park would be like the real husbands of Hollywood. If you have Aaron Rodgers Man. and Russell, Wilson. you would have to put them back on hard knocks. <laughs> you have, have to. to right. do it again. You would have to. Where, 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 My goodies. Where, where, <laughs> where, you want to take this one? Yo, where, where, do where, where, is he, where is he going to go? I mean, listen. Pittsburgh was on his list before. Mm -hmm. You talk about an organization that had a quarterback that played off schedule often and had explosive plays with young, dynamic players, those mm -hmm. moon balls to, 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 to great receivers. Um, Pittsburgh only needs competent play. With what they had last year, they still was, you know, right there for the playoffs. They're a young team. You talk about Arthur Smith yep. being able to run the ball, devise a great running game, which is, you know, in, in, in what – the Pittsburgh Steelers like to do. I think that's the only chance for him 
it's the Pittsburgh. But why, why not? Look, why not Atlanta? Why not Atlanta? You, you went with Desmond. You had young guys. It didn't work. Man. You get a veteran in there. You got all these young studs. Bijan Robinson. You got the you got the tight end. You got the receiver. You you bring in a veteran quarterback. Like now, you make Atlanta relevant. Arthur Blank would love that. And then more than anything, had I not, it's do we not do we not do we not know that his wife is who? Sierra. She's from what? Atlanta. And where's she from? I Atlanta. See, I, I got you. I hear She's from that. Atlanta. From, Brian, from a front office perspective, I'll go back to the Jets. In 09, we hired Rex Ryan. We moved on from Brett Favre. He goes to Minnesota. We draft Mark Sanchez, and you want to put those guys together. Ideally, if you're Atlanta, you have Raheem Morris. You'd like to draft a quarterback that they could grow together. Russell Wilson's much closer to the end yeah. to the beginning. So if I'm Atlanta and I'm yeah. Terry Fontenot, their GM, oh, I'm, try, I'm trying to go someone Justin Fields. Or maybe it's a draft moving up from number eight. So that's why, to me, when I was thinking about Russell Wilson in Atlanta, I don't think the timing really works there. Gross, speak some sense. Jets. Speak it. to the How Jets. How does it work with the Jets? Do you know who's running the Jets right now? Aaron Rodgers. That's correct. Yeah. You, what do you think he's going to say if they want to bring in Russell Wilson? So the Jets need three things. They need a backup quarterback. They need an offensive lineman that they're going to draft. And they need a receiver. Uh-huh. Who is the veteran, inexpensive quarterback that could go in? What really sunk the Jets Probably last year? Oh, that's a good name. What really sunk the Jets last year was they didn't Gardner have a Minshew. competent ba- uh, backup. Gardner Minshew's not leaving Indy. So that's what I'm saying. If you're the Jets, you've got to find somebody. It's not as easy to find as you think it is. Uh, Tyler Heineke? Uh, let me tell you something. We, we got to dive into this I, a lot I'm more. I'm pretty here. sure that'd be a short uh, conversation. Uh, by, by the way, you, 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 you got Russell here on the set next year. Now, they misrepresented <laughs> me. I made a, I made a wisecrack that's last week because you said if he was sitting right here. <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, if he's not careful, he could be sitting right there, uh, and which is possible. I, I do think it's possible he doesn't have a team. I, I think that is one of the possible outcomes here. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure exactly where the fit is. And that to be. me is stunning. He's going to be 36. And for a league that had 66 quarterbacks starting, you know, Graz, Tim Hasselbeck said the same thing. This is something you can gamble on, and you can do it at ESPN Bet. It is the official sports book of ESPN and the only place to find exclusive offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. New users, they get $100 in bonus bets after making any sports book bet. You can download today. What a play. All right, coming up. Man, my Cowboys. They just cannot stop talking. Michael Parsons wants a culture shift, and we'll tell you what he actually has to change, and it starts with him. That's next. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Hey, uh, Dallas Cowboys linebacker Michael Parsons. Oh, he showed out at the All-Star Celebrity Game on Saturday in Indianapolis. Scored 37, brought home the MVP. Parsons led Team Shannon. Got his championship, Over Stephen A's squad as well. I'm All real right. champion. See, I beat real champion. So with that, it's time to play a little all-Cowboys uh, version of fact or fiction. Bart, if I said... Dak Prescott will sign a team-friendly extension. Is that fact or fiction? Fiction, negatory. Like, why well, I'm going to sit up here and see, leave some cheese on the taco for y'all when yo, you, you ain't come out and defend me when your people was talking reckless about me. I'm coming here and get all this money. You know, you don't care what you jabronis, you, you cockroaches want, man. I'm taking all my money. I ain't taking one dime less. Give me 60 milli, baby. Uh, Mike T, if I said CeeDee Lamb, we'll get a top five wide receiver deal. Is that fact, 
factor fix. Absolutely fact. He's going to be 25 years old, 12 touchdowns a year ago. He's physical. He's homegrown. He's tough. He checks every box. Some of these discussions are hard. This one's easy. KCD Lamb. Okay, Graz, if I said Micah Parsons will have an MVP season now under new defensive coordinator Mike yeah, Zimmer, is that fact or fiction? Well, it's fiction, but that's nothing against Micah or, or against Mike Zimmer. The last time a defensive player won MVP was 13 years before Micah Parsons was born, uh, and that was Lawrence Taylor. It just doesn't happen. I think he could be a defensive player of the year candidate under probably almost any defensive coordinator. He's that good. Uh, I'm more interested to see what happens with Micah Parsons this year. Do they do they work on extending him? Do they let him go into next year uh, without the extension? Uh, and, we all and how much do they want to commit to him long term? I think those are the questions we have to answer about Micah Parsons. I'm not at all concerned about how well he will play. Why didn't y'all, why didn't y'all produce me with the linebacker question? Because, because Roz, we had to get you the were, How much better could you have been than you were on deck? Oh, that's true. There, there you, you go. go. Uh, by the way, Parsons <laughs> was on Stephen A. Smith's show over the weekend. He addressed his teammates, Demarcus Lawrence's comments of the team being tired during their playoff loss. Don't get me wrong. Yes, I agree that teams play us like the Super Bowl. We are the Dallas Cowboys. But in the end, that's not a good enough reason or excuse to say that publicly. You should never go into a game like I'm tired, like I'm ready, like I'm ready to go home. Because that's exactly what happened, and it did happen. That's part of the culture and identity that I just feel like we're missing. Like, that's just something that like, I don't agree with at all. But as soon as playoffs hit, knowing how limited and how hard it is to win in playoff game, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would never say I'm tired or I I feel fatigued. So yeah, he had an issue with Demarcus <laughs> Lawrence saying that the team might have been a little fatigued when they took on. Green Bay, and that he said, hey, look, we're the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody plays us. It's like the Super Bowl. What does that mean? It's the playoffs. Everybody playing harder in the playoffs. This is what I don't understand. Attitude reflect leadership, right? Attitude reflect leadership. Mm-hmm. Who's the leader on that team? They, they don't have one. Let's be honest. Well, it, is it my, that. Are, are you, are you going to pay? No, 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 bro. I'm talking on that defensive side because that's who didn't show up. Like, I don't expect Dak to get in defensive players' face and say not today. If you're going to be that generational player, if you're going to be that Lawrence Taylor player, like, listen, I played around great players that, you know, Michael Parsons is supposed to be that. Ray Lewis ain't letting no team show up and, and, and lay no dud. Ed Reed ain't letting no team show up and lay no dud. Darrell Reeves ain't showing up letting nobody play no, lay no dud. He going to perform and play with such an energy that's going to make everybody else play. So that's what I'm talking about. He's lacking leadership, right? He doesn't understand what winning in this league is all about. Is he a great player? Yes. But just because you're a great player don't mean you're a great leader. He needs to go to a leadership school and learn how to lead by example and quit talking so much and being so damn sensitive. You're a linebacker. That's supposed to be a tough guy spot. He's the most sensitive guy I've ever seen. He responds to everything. Get off of social media. Quit tweeting. Quit talking about responding. And go about your business, man. That's how you change the culture. That's why Emmett Smith came out and had something to say. That was directly to you, bro. So instead of responding to what uh, Lawrence said, respond to what Emmett Smith said and maybe sit down with guys that know what winning is about in this league Mike, you, and take that to you, heart. You've run teams. If you had this going on, what, what, Come on, what would man. be your attitude about that? That's your yeah, leader. You know, Brian, like, I think Tom Brady put it best when he said, well done is better than well said. And we're at a point now, to Bart's point, where there's so much noise around this Cowboy team and they are so talented that let's put everything down for a year and let's just get it done on the field and let's hold each other accountable. And when you're building your roster this time of the year, you're talking about guys that are force multipliers 
like a guy like Bart that's going to help other players get to where we want to go. And sometimes that's putting yourself in a very difficult and uncomfortable position and calling out your teammate about the off-season program, mm -hmm. being in shape, whatever it may be. But instead of talking to the Stephen A. Smiths of the world, let's bring it in-house, let's handle our family business, and let do our talking on the field in January. What do you think, Ross? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think that, that does seem to be something that's missing from this Cowboys team is that internal leadership, that internal drive. And, and, and I think that it might manifest itself in different ways inside the building, but to hear Micah Parsons talking like this, I think gives us license to, to speculate that it's not, that not enough of that stuff is going on inside the building. They had some, some defensive leaders kind of age out over the last few years, and it doesn't seem like they've been replaced with guys that can, you know, that can, that can deliver a kick in the butt. And I do think sometimes that is necessary. They have a culture there that I think is, I mean, they've been very, they've been very successful in terms of winning games, right? Like, I know they haven't won championships. I know they haven't advanced to the rounds of the playoffs they want to, but they're obviously good. Right? So the question is, what elevates them beyond good to where they actually want to be? And I do think the, the, the young stars on the team, Micah, we see what he is. Uh, C.D. Lamb is, is kind of a quiet guy right mm -hmm. on the offense. I don't think he's going to be screaming in, in teammates' faces and all that. So I do think there needs to be some level of development mm -hmm. of that, whether it's those guys, whether it's somebody we're not even talking about uh, over the next year or so, so for so Dallas. Do they, do they need a trade? Because I remember back in your day, that was the reason why Rex brought you guys in here into New York because he said, I need guys who can play, who were leaders that can make sure and shape this locker room. You talked about maybe a, a trade for C.J. Mosley, which will be fantastic. Well, what do they need? Well, well instead of playing, paying Michael Parsons, make them guys eat on that. Like, we ain't paying nobody until we, till we, you know, mission complete. I'll go get a so Devin White. I'll go get one of those guys that's out there and say, you know, I'm going to pay this guy to come in, and if everybody else want to get paid, then we'll do that later. Mm -hmm. But until y'all, you know, do right by me, nothing good going to happen to you, Harpo. <laughs> We're going to talk more about this a little bit later in the that's show. That's what Jerry should say. Uh, ESPN's Big Monday doubleheader. You got 21st ranked Virginia taking on the rival Virginia Tech. That's at 7 Eastern. And then first place in the Big 12 is on the line. You got third ranked Houston taking on 10th ranked Iowa State. All right, coming up, the NBA's all star problem. Stars calling for a change. The commission, he did not look happy at all. What's the fix? We've got the answers next. 